welcome to a new year on the All Things Protest podcast. I'm Rob Sneckenberg, and I'm joined today by my co-host, partner Olivia Lynch, and counsel Christian Kern. Today, we're going to look both back and ahead, first covering GAO's annual bid protest statistics for 2020, and then addressing some protest and procurement issues we see on the horizon, including potential impacts from the Biden administration. Christian, please take us away with the GAO statistics. Thanks, Rob. So GAO got their annual bid protest report to Congress in just under the wire at the end of 2020. The report summarizes GAO's handling of protests that were filed in fiscal year 2020, and it gives us a very interesting snapshot of activity there. So at the highest level, GAO received over 2,100 protests and issued nearly 550 merits decisions. And both of these figures were pretty similar to what they experienced in fiscal year 2019. GAO also sustained protests at a rate of about 15%, which was also pretty similar to prior years. But Rob, the effectiveness rate, which we frequently consider the most important statistic, jumped significantly in 2020 from 44% the year prior to 51% this year. And for our listeners, the effectiveness rate is the percentage of cases in which the protester received some form of relief. So they're not all sustained, right? The sustained rate is only 15%, but this does take into account sustained decisions and corrective action. So that means for the first time this century, in over half of protests, the protester received some sort of relief. And as we often say, bid protests are not simply an adversarial litigation process. They serve as a robust check and balance on the procurement system. And an effectiveness rate this high really validates that impression and reinforces that bid protests serve an important oversight function in keeping agencies honest in procurements. Certainly, and keeping agencies honest and in ensuring that competitors have fair opportunities to compete for government business, which is the hallmark of our procurement system, obviously. So, Christian, a couple other statistical notes that caught my eye here were the seemingly inverse. uh, We had an uptick in ADR, and then we had a downturn in hearings. And ADR, alternative dispute resolution, was used in 124 cases as opposed to just 40 last year, so over triple. And hearings, there were nine cases that went to hearing, which represents just 1% of the protests. Do you see any major conclusions to be drawn from those changes? Well, that's a good point, Rob. And I'm happy to say that I was involved in one of those nine hearings. (laughs) And so hearings are always surprising these days because they do seem to be fewer and far between. I mean, to a certain extent, the flux here might have something to do with kind of the oddities and disruptions of 2020 throughout the year, right? There was COVID disruption. There were There was back and forth on potential government shutdowns, and the procurement world was long for the ride there. But ADR serves an important function, and this may just be GAO recognizing that some of these cases just really should result in either some sort of corrective action or really the protest being withdrawn after they see the record. So some of this just may reflect GAO trying to be more efficient and to get parties to the right outcome without having to really slow the process down any more than it needs to be. And as that affects hearings, as I said, I think we've all recognized that 
They've been on a downward trend year over year. And the process has kind of grown somewhat more adversarial. It really sometimes comes down to disputes over contents of the record. And then hearings have to take place where there's an incomplete record and there needs to be more fact-finding. And so it's hard to say why there are less hearings, but certainly where there's an uptick in protests being resolved through ADR, I think that that can impact it. So Christian, one more aspect of the stats, GAO annually reports on the most successful or most prevalent grounds of protest. What were those grounds this year? And is there anything to be taken away from that? Yes, GAO's report did identify the most common sustained protest grounds in 2020, those being unreasonable technical evaluation, flawed solicitation, unreasonable cost or price evaluation, and unreasonable past performance evaluation. So it's really fact-dependent, and it's hard to tell from these, as it is every year, what is really going on and whether there are trends. All of these issues, you got technical, cost and price, and past performance, I mean, that, that really kind of runs the gamut. And it's hard to really parse that more unless you're diving into the decisions point by point. But I guess if there's any takeaway to be had, it's that agencies continue to make mistakes sometimes, and the protests going to sustains are hammering them when they take it to the mat, they don't take corrective action, and the records come out against them. But again, kind of coming full circle, it's it's important to note that the sustain rate there is still only 15%. But with the effectiveness rate higher than that, there are agencies are recognizing some of these errors and taking corrective action. Good points, Christian. And now you mentioned trends a little bit. Now we've looked backwards now at GAO, but let's turn forward a little bit and talk about trends and important issues on the horizon. Olivia, what do you see coming down the pike? Sure. So in the past few days of the Biden administration, we've already seen a flurry of activity. A number of executive orders have been issued. Some of them do touch upon procurement priorities. So for example, the Biden administration has identified the Defense Production Act as a key part of its new national strategy for the COVID-19 response and pandemic preparedness. There's been an identified shortfall of vaccination supplies, testing supplies, and PPE that one of the executive orders is directing agencies to meet using all legal authorities, including the DPA. Another thing we expect to see is with the shifting of priorities of this administration, potentially termination of already existing contracts or termination of solicitations that are pending. So that's one way we might see the Biden procurement priorities trickling down to the protest world. Another way, and we've talked about it throughout the pandemic, is just the, the use of sole sources have been raising protest issues. And shameless plug so, here, Olivia, you don't have to give it, but I'll, I'll hop in with it, that we're going to be having a lot of webinars and events around the Biden administration's first 100 days, including about Defense Production Act, including about even revolving door considerations, which will touch on procurements to an extent and bid protest even to an extent. So feel free to check those out. We have a whole slate lined up. But turning to potential impacts on protests or protest trends, Olivia, do you see any particular hot-button protest issues that we should be keeping an eye on at the moment? Yeah, so in 2020, we saw some interesting timeliness and waiver decisions, such as in CERSO, which we covered on this podcast in June. There's another case pending at the Federal Circuit, Harmonia, that we're watching to see whether once decided it affects the blue and gold fleet waiver doctrine. We're also going to keep monitoring issues for you that we saw beginning to trend in 2020 
So for example, cyber considerations and how those are hitting procurements with the rollout of CMMC, that'll definitely be something we cover in the future. And as we turn to the new year and turn the page here, if there are any issues that you'd like to hear about, feel free to reach out to Olivia, Christian, or myself. We'd be happy to have a conversation or even have an entire podcast dedicated to any issues of particular interest. But with that, we're looking ahead to a fun year of programming and an interesting year of procurement. So stay tuned for future episodes. And with that, Happy New Year. And as always, thanks for listening. The All Things Protest podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mooring LLP. You can find more information at kroll.com slash allthingsprotest.